Philippine police officials, including police chief Archie Gamboa, survive a helicopter crash in the Philippine province of Laguna. The two police directors are in critical condition. A third Filipino worker in Hong Kong tests positive for COVID-19. The IMF warns COVID-19 has wiped out hopes for stronger global economic growth this year. And Philippine inflation slows to 2.6% in February. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. A helicopter carrying Philippine Police Chief Archie Gamboa crashed in the province of Laguna a few moments after taking off Thursday morning. Gamboa was with seven others, including Philippine Police spokesman Bernard Banak, Police Director for Comptrollership Jovek Ramos, and Police Director for Intelligence Marielle Magawai. Ramos and Magawai are both in critical condition. Witnesses say the helicopter went down after getting tangled with power lines. Hindi naman po lahat ay nasa hospital. At salamat sa Diyos at lahat man po ay buhay. Bagamat meron po tayong ginagawang monitoring. Nung paalis na po si Chipel, tinatapos na po yung activities. Based po sa mga sakti po dito is nung umangat po, medyo zero visibility po. Sumabit siya sa... Yung isang kable po ng kuryente dito ay naputol. And then dito po sa cemented portion na po ng kalsada, uh, dun po nag-crush yung chopper. Gamboa attended an inspection of impounded vehicles at the Highway Patrol Group's compound in San Pedro, Laguna before the accident. He has been transferred to the St. Luke's Medical Center in Taguig. Malacanang says it is praying for the immediate recovery of Gamboa and the other passengers. The latest now on the COVID-19 outbreak as another Filipino worker gets infected in Hong Kong. This was confirmed Thursday by Philippine foreign affairs officials who say the Filipino patient is already in a quarantine facility undergoing treatment. Last month, two other Filipinos in the Chinese-ruled city tested positive for COVID-19. Several others have been quarantined there after being exposed to COVID-19 patients. The death toll from COVID-19 in South Korea climbs to 35 after three more people died Thursday. 438 new cases were also reported, raising the total infections to 5,766. South Korea is battling the largest COVID-19 outbreak outside China, where the illness emerged late last year. China's death toll exceeded 3,000 Thursday, while confirmed cases rose to more than 80,000. Italy shuts down all schools and universities as it battles the largest COVID-19 outbreak in Europe. Italy also poised to ban public gatherings. Here's the full story. Italy has closed all schools and universities nationwide and is prepared to take even more drastic measures in a desperate attempt to stop Europe's worst coronavirus outbreak. Prime Minister Conte said on Wednesday that his country's health system was at risk of being overwhelmed. Over 100 have died and 3,000 infected in that country. But in addition to the school closings, a draft decree seen by Reuters, if enacted, would go much further. The government is prepared to effectively ban public events altogether. Movie theaters, sports, any event that doesn't allow people to keep at least one meter distance from each other. The document, which is still under consideration, would also ask Italians to avoid physical contact, such as hugging each other or shaking hands. 
So far, coronavirus has been mostly contained to the country's north, where many towns have been put into effective quarantine and daily life has been disrupted. And Italy's economy is suffering. The tourism sector is especially hard hit. By one industry estimate, it could lose 32 million customers between now and May. Earlier this week, Rome said it was considering a spending program to protect its shaky economy. Over in the United States, California declares a state of emergency after reporting its first death from COVID-19. The victim had traveled abroad the, or aboard the Grand Princess cruise ship from 11, February 11th to the 21st. That ship is expected to dock in San Francisco Thursday, and U.S. health officials are scrambling to stop the disease from spreading on board. The Grand Princess is from the same cruise, sh cruise line rather as the Diamond Princess, which is quarantined off Yokohama in Japan for some two weeks. More than 700 people from the Diamond Princess have been infected. The CDC, in partnership with Coast Guard uh, and with state health officials, to conduct tests because we have a number of passengers and crew members that have developed symptoms uh, on this cruise uh, uh, ship. It's a Grand Princess cruise ship. And uh, the current status of the ship uh, is uh, off the coast. It's a day at least out. Uh, and the natural course. So even if we decided to give them a green light, uh, we'll have additional time. Uh, but this will we'll provide as much time as needed to secure the safety of everybody on board, secure their health, uh, and then more broadly, the community that potentially could be impacted by thousands of people uh, disembarking uh, and then going to many ports of call through airports, large and small. California's first COVID-19 fatality was the first outside of Washington state where the disease has already killed at least 10 people. As COVID-19 spreads fast across the U.S., House lawmakers overwhelmingly approved an $8.3 billion bill to fight the outbreak. More than $3 billion will be spent for research and development of vaccines. The legislation implements the president's vision to ensure that not only do our federal agencies have the support and resources that they need, but also that our state and local partners have their support. And in my conversations with governors all the way through this afternoon, I know they're grateful for the bipartisan spirit that has characterized uh, this funding bill and will continue to work through that process. The U.S. has at least 129 confirmed COVID-19 cases and 11 deaths. But U.S. Vice President Mike Pence insists there is no need for panic. The American people can uh, take some comfort uh, that the reality is today that the risk of the coronavirus to the average American remains low. And as we continue to take these steps, as Americans continue to take common sense practices to protect their own health, the health of their family um, will work to keep it there. A grim outlook for the inter or from the International Monetary Fund. It warns COVID-19 is wiping out hopes for faster growth this year. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva says the dip for 2020 could go below last year's global growth rate of 2.9%. She adds the economic impact of the health crisis is hard to predict at this point because the outbreak is still growing. This is... We know the disease is spreading quickly, with over one-third of our membership affected directly, 
this is no longer a regional issue. It is a global problem calling for a global response. What is hugely important today is to focus on building a bridge between where we are and that time when we would see a recovery to make sure that the impact in meanwhile is softened first and foremost on people and also, of course, on businesses and the economy. The IMF pledges some $50 billion in emergency funds in response to the COVID-19 threat. The World Bank has also allocated billions of dollars to help developing countries deal with the outbreak. It's a $12 billion package, of which $6 billion is IBRD and IDA, uh, and that enables and allows a special protection for poorer countries. Uh, and then there's also $6 billion uh, from the International Finance Corporation. That's critical because it's private sector financing, it's fast acting, and it takes the form of trade finance and working capital finance, which are one of the most needed uh, goods within this, uh, with one of the most needed services that can be provided during this uh, 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 crisis. The Philippine House of Representatives will finally tackle bills for a new franchise for media network ABS-CBN. House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano says lawmakers will meet next week, March 10th, to set the ground rules for the actual hearing, which may take place in May. On March 10, 2020, in the Belmonte Hall South Wing Annex, we will be taking up the 11 bills concerning the ABS-CBN Corporation uh, renewal of franchise. We want to define the issues. So ang pakiusap ko sa lahat ng pro at anti is before we reconvene in May, nakapasok na lahat ng inyong position paper. Dahil si Chairman ang magsasabi, aside from the opening statement ng ABS, kung paano ang pagsunod-sunod ng mga issues. At the Philippine Senate, a simple resolution was passed Wednesday expressing the sense of the chamber to allow ABS-CBN and its subsidiaries to continue operating pending its franchise renewal. A simple resolution, though, has no force of a law and does not need the signature of the president. The decision on whether to issue a provisional authority to ABS-CBN is still up to the National Telecommunications Commission. ABS-CBN's franchise is set to lapse May 4th. ABS-CBN is the parent company of this news channel. The Philippine Senate has tagged at least five syndicates in the alleged laundering of money worth millions of dollars in the, into the Philippines. Blue Ribbon Committee Chairman Richard Gordon says over $633 million entered the country in just six months. Money that Gordon warns can be used for destabilization plots, espionage and other illegal activities. Ngayon, ang total, ang new total namin from September 29, uh, September 2019 to March 5, 2020, ay 633,000, 633,028,880 uh, or 32 billion and change. Kaya nga laki ang lumalabas sa pera, uh, 
sa ating uh, airport. Nakakatakot itong ginagawa nito. At ang lumalabas dito, kasama ay dalaga uh, may mga sindikato. So far, dalawa. Pero ngayon, ang alam na namin ay umabot na ata ng lima o anim ang mga sindikato. Isa-isang pamilya lamang, ang pamilya Rodriguez. Isa ay Hong Kong. Isa ay Singapore. Isa ay combination ng Hong Kong, Singapore. At nagsasamantala magpasok na magpasok ng pera dito sa ating bayan. Enough is enough. Dapat ngayon, makita rin natin yan. Eh, maraming pang pumasok na MRR, FJRC, nasabi na lang namin ganyan ang mga pangalan, EOM, medyo-medyo rin yan, 3 million, 4 transactions. Uh, itong si EOM, uh, itong si RAAJ, 4 million, 517,000 dollars, 6 transactions. Gordon also showed a video of a testimony of a Paranaque resident on how the influx of Chinese nationals working in the offshore gaming industry have taken a toll over the village. There is a multinational by a nice subdivision. There is a upper middle class. There is a doctor here. There is a retired here in the Senate. And you can see If you play the tape, you play the tape. Lasira na ang harmony ng kanilang bayan, dumami ang basura, nagkakaroon na sila ng brownout, at makikita ninyo, halos hindi na sila makahinga, dahil 70% na ng mga tao doon ay pogo. At nagpapatayo doon sa building, na designed only for two floors, nagiging six floors, hanggang umangal na mismo yung mga tao doon. At meron pa silang firing range. After a three-month uptick, Philippine inflation slows down in February. Consumer prices eased to 2.6% last month from 2.9% in January. That figure is well within the Philippine Central Bank's forecast range. The major contributors, lower transport costs and alcohol and tobacco prices. There is a deceleration in the inflation for petroleum. Uh, this is actually the effect now of the rollback of uh, prices for petroleum products, and we know that We have, we have a rollback in February, and I think it's four times that it, uh, we had a rollback in February. So we are seeing the effect of the rollback of the prices of petroleum in our inflation for transport. The national capital region saw easing commodity prices with inflation coming in at 2% slower than last month's 2.7. The highest inflation was recorded in the Bicol region at 3.6%. The slowest was in eastern Visayas at 1.9%. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.